brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is a suds episode, and it's a family feud episode that we have. This is part two of our family feud series on the twin brothers from Evil Twin and McKellar. This is good old boy Mike, and joining me for this discussion today, I have two co-hosts. My first co-host is good old gal Juliana. Hi, guys. And good old boy Dave. Hello. (laughs) He's having to think about it. (laughs) Uh, We uh, discuss a lot of things here on our SEDS episodes where everything good in life is worth discussing. Our SEDS uh, segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer, and about Dave and Juliana. (laughs) I'm wrong. She's right. She's right. I'm wrong. You know, I mean, basic stuff. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We're... uh, our segment here today is uh, part two of a uh, uh, segment we have on a family feud over beer. Uh, two brothers from Denmark, Chepe, Jarnet, Berg, Bergso. I'm, I'm going to get it wrong at least a second time. Mikkel Borg, uh, Bergoso is uh, the other brother. They're passionate about beer, but they're not uh, about each other. And <laughs> or their names. Uh, <laughs> or their names, or the way I've butchered them, probably. It's down to the point that they rarely speak to each other. And this feud is absolutely producing some really great beer that we'll be discussing today. <clears throat> the beers uh, we uh, have in this lineup for this Family Feud series are McKellar's Coffee IPA, um, Invasion Farmhouse IPA, the uh, Beer Geek, um, I forgot the name of that. Brunch Weasel. Beer Geek Brunch, I knew I'd get it wrong. Uh, the Doppelbach, the Black Hole IPA, and Into Live are the beers that we have from McKellar to go over. Representing Team McKellar is going to be good old gal Juliana. Yes. Boo. <laughs> um, and from Evil Twin, uh, we have the following beers. Ashtray Heart, Ryan and the Beaster Bunny, Hop Flood, Yang, Imperial Biscotti Break, and the Justin Bleeber. Uh, are the beers that we have. And representing Evil Twin is good old boy Dave. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the the beers that we uh, have to go over uh, today. Um, And we're going to revise you on our uh, Suds ratings that we're going to get to go. And Juliana is going to go over our Suds ratings for all of you. Okay, folks, um, today we'll be tasting and discussing the beers and rating them with the Suds rating, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Uh, Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two, was that a belch? That was not Dave. This time. (laughs) You'll know when it's Dave. (laughs) Number three. Ah, what a relief. 
That doesn't sound a relief by Dave, but... <laughs> Usually it's extended Mine's for a, a very little, long period of time. It's a little time. more throaty, you know. <laughs> Number four. A body should really not make that sound. Uh, that is definitely... That is Dave. That's closer. <laughs> Number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Now that's how Juliana sounds. <laughs> and he just keeps on digging the hole. <laughs> I'm going to dig myself out one of these days. No. Probably not. <laughs> no. Uh, Juliana, thanks for going over our Sip Sudden uh, Smokes ratings. So this is part two of a family feud game that we have going over these beers. We uh, provided some background on uh, the two brothers, and if you'd like to go back and listen to part one, you'll find out a little bit more about what is going on between the two brothers and the feud and the beer that is coming out as a result of this uh, feud. So uh, we are in the middle of our questions and our beers to review today. We picked uh, six questions to go over. We've gone over three in our uh, first episode. And we have another three um, questions that we're going to go over here in this episode as well. So, Team Evil Twin, Team McKellar, come on down. Yes! All right, question number four in our six-question lineup. What is the town that McKellar and Shepay grew up in? Team Evil Twin. Not sure how to pronounce it, but it's Navi. Ooh, that is correct. Very good. Team Evil Twin. Okay, <laughs> where is no it in relation to Copenhagen? Uh, in the same country. That <laughs> 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 is is true. <laughs> All right. Wow. <clears throat> it is a small town about 20 miles north of Copenhagen. So thank you very much for you reading the article. such a nerd, Julian. <laughs> thank you. That's why I picked McKellar. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, Team Evil Twin, what beer would you like to talk about? Uh, well, number you two know, he's been in the here. he's been in the news all the time for mostly bad reasons, but <laughs> I think it's time you mean we you or, or uh, someone else. Or I think we it's time we we brought something good out about Justin Blabber. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh we're going to talk about Justin uh, Blabber. Um, so this is tell us a little bit about the style of this beer. Very different, yep. Dave. Well, Justin Blaber is a Berliner Weiss, which uh, some people consider to be the most refreshing style of beer that exists. It's a it's a very light, usually low alcohol content wheat beer from Berlin. Figure that Berliner Weiss. Um, <laughs> And actually, when Napoleon's troops invaded, they called it the um, Champagne of Bavaria, I believe. I probably just made that up, but I'm going to go with it right now. So Certainly better than you know, Justin If that Bieber's. stimulates some uh, emails coming into the show, then I'll take the hit. Okay. No, but actually, um, Berliner Weiss is a, very, is a usually low... Uh, alcohol content, high acidity, sour beer from the Berlin area. Um, when they serve it in Berlin, generally they serve it with uh, a fruit syrup 
fruit or herb syrup that comes alongside it that they will pour into your well and fresh fruit glass. yeah absolutely yeah um and and prepare it almost table side yeah and i and i can't say it in german because i failed high school german but um the two main syrups one is bright red and one is bright green so they will ask you do you want it green or red hmm um, this particular one has a lot of blueberries infused in it. Um, it doesn't fully come through in the color, but um, it, it actually looks like a glass of, uh, I would say, grapefruit juice. It comes yes, out. very much so. It's yeah. uh, a very uh, light pinkish orange. Yeah. yeah. And as far as the style, uh, as far as Berliner Weiss, the style goes, this is actually definitely on the sweeter side. Um, the acidity is not as prevalent, but um, I think if you were trying to introduce someone to drinking Berliner Weiss, this would be a good step into that uh, that style. Hmm. What is uh, going to be your suds rating then for the Justin Bleiber here? I gave it a four. A four. <clears throat> the body should really not make that sound. So. Um, Julian, did you have a chance to uh, try Justin Blaber, and what did you think of it? I did, and unlike um, a lot of things about Justin Bieber, I did like the Justin Blaber beer a lot. Um, it's really flavorful. I mean, but it's really refreshing, too, like a Berliner Weiss would be. And um, for those that are interested in some sour beers but don't have that fear of something being overly tart, mm-hmm. um, the blueberry that's in this um, kind of softens it a bit, if that makes any sense. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> as Dave, Dave was nodding his head. Right, exactly. <laughs> I enjoyed this beer, and I think it's a good introductory beer into the world of of sours um and interesting with blueberries because i have not seen a lot of berliner weisses with blueberries added you know usually it's a strawberry sometimes i've tasted a mango but um i enjoyed it a lot and the color rocks i mean i'm sorry but Hmm. it's a good color what's your suds rating going to be then giving it a four a four as well a body should really not make that sound Um, So I had a chance to uh, check out uh, Justin Blaber here as well. Um, You know, I think the first thing that hit me was the aroma uh, and smelling Mm, this beer. And, you know, it was uh, you you both uh, looked over at me like I was having some mental fit of some kind. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, I've smelled this. I can't. What is that? You know, and finally I figured it out. It smells like a sour pop. Um, Mm -hmm. Sour pop popsicle. Um, is uh, the thing that hit me from the aroma um <clears throat> very uh sweet grapefruit um a very cool combination of yeah. flavors um I, I i can't say that i've had anything like this with a point of regularity um i've had a lot of berliner weiss and you know i've had some that have been infused with with the fruit and the, and the uh, syrup and it, that usually takes an awful lot for me to get through that experience. Um, my pal is just not there. I know it's a very popular thing to do, um, you know, with that style of beer in Europe, and it's they consider that actually the proper way to enjoy it. This particular beer, I just flat out well made. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think for some people that have had some Berliner Weiss that maybe they haven't found the right flavor, I would definitely put this in the lineup. 
and uh, tell people to try it out. My Sed's rating for Justin Blaber is going to be four as well. And it's pretty wild for this crew. Uh, you know, as well honed as, as you know, your palettes are, even for a, a Berliner Weiss to stack up against all the beers that we've had, you know, all 12 of these, and for you to, all of us, to both rate this very well... <clears throat> that says an awful lot for uh, a Berliner Weiss because I can see that it just basically gets lost, you know, yeah, sure. in uh, all these heavy, you know, uh, coffee-infused and right. uh, hop-infused beers that are in front of us. Usually a Berliner Weiss just dies on the palate, you know, um, and it really held up really well. <clears throat> uh, one of the comments that I had um, that we were talking about here in the break was, uh, the Justin Blaber and the Imperial Biscotti break were right beside each other in our lineup of tasting, and they're actually right here in front of me, right beside. And I felt like it was the perfect breakfast combo. <laughs> it was yeah. literally like having, you know, your your morning coffee <clears throat> uh, and your your morning grapefruit, you know, yeah. right, right beside each other. And exactly. I've actually tasted them both right beside each other, you know, as we've been uh, chatting here as well. And I thought. You know, just really uh, both fabulous beers um, and um, worthy of our rating. <clears throat> so we were chatting a little bit before uh, we got on this episode about, you know, some of the choices that each of the brothers have made about, you know, what they've been doing and the difficulties with Gypsy Brewing and the ability of, of uh, producing a great product when you're hopping from one facility to the next. Juliana had the tip-off question to me, which is, uh, yeah, I think you asked me which one do I like or which of the McKellar beers do I like, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that was, uh, you know, part of my observation was just, you know, I think anytime you're doing uh, contract brewing or gypsy brewing um, and you're walking into somebody else's facility basically with your own recipe, um, you have a vision of what you you expect that to be based on your homebrew experience and doing it in a small batch. And then you move into a contract brewing situation where your ability of, of control is probably actually more the case um, through the entire brewing process. The ability of controlling uh, flow of the ingredients, temperature uh, of ingredients, the elements of air uh, as they're being introduced and move, moving between various components of the brewing process that you would not have in a homebrew setting. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> where um, Evil Twin is... Um, they're still doing contract brew, but they're more down to like two or three facilities that they're actually doing contract brew in as well. And so I, I think from a beer, you know, I guess when I think which brother is making the better beer, you know, I think from the point of McKellar is certainly presenting itself in the most challenging situation by hopping from place to place. Mm-hmm. And having to deal with such a wide range of ingredients, so I think that requires a tremendous amount of skill to pull that off. Do I think yeah. that's produ- actually producing better beer? Requires a lot of trust too, you know. I yeah. mean, with the individual breweries. Absolutely, you know. I mean, both of your home brewers, and I know you've, you know, uh, had to the point where you've worked with contract, you know, with other large breweries as well, and taking your recipes. <clears throat> I mean, there is a certain amount of uh, trust that you're engendering whenever you hand your recipe over right. to somebody else, right? Well, there is. And, but the, the thing that I find really interesting about both Evil Twin and McKellar is that 
okay with evil twin like for instance the justin blaber it was brewed at westbrook and westbrook is known for their sour beers they're known for you know kind of going outside the box so i think in that beer it's a combination of you know what evil twin and westbrook are bringing together um as with what mckellar's been doing with some of their beers it's it's that nice symbiotic relationship with what you as the the master of the recipe is bringing into it and then what the contract site is also lending to itself as well so you know there's there's a fine line there and it's nice when a symbiotic relationship can really come together as with the justin blaber i think one of the reasons why we rated it so well was not just because of the beer style being a good berliner weiss but from where the two companies were coming together and making a really great collaboration beer yeah and you can uh i think that the passion of what they're doing is really bringing out the best in each other as well and i think that's why i enjoyed the conversation um you know about the beer this episode was inspired from a a new york times article uh talking about what was going on between the, the two brothers I wanted to talk about their products and the beer that is really at the heart of you know a lot of the feud. <clears throat> each of uh, each of these brothers is making a tremendous variety of mm-hmm. uh, beers. On uh, part one, uh, one of the questions we had was how many beers has uh, Mikel you know produced just in 2013 alone? 124 different beers. I That's mean, just, crazy. That is, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine even as a home brewer making you know two or three different beers a week on average right. I and mean, that's if you do the math i mean that's that's pretty close yeah. that's a tremendous is. amount but you know in a way that's the greatness about being a gypsy brewer is that you can hand pick what styles of beer that you like and where you would like to have them brewed have so multiple breweries yeah exactly so simultaneously you could have you know seven to 14 beers brewing at the same time yeah yeah well, um, I really uh, I enjoyed you know our discussion thinking about the challenges that each of these brewers is facing because uh, the the way that they're going about uh, doing what they're doing uh, there's a vast uh, there's a similarity but there's a difference uh, at the same time and I think um, and and I had said this before I I think stylistically um, Jeppe uh, Evil Twin I think their beers are more to style like to, you know the classification of a, a of a different style of beer i think his are closer to the traditional guidelines in a lot of ways um that's not good or bad compared to mckellar um i think their beers which is interesting because uh you know mckell was the one that actually went through more of an apprenticeship right uh activity you know with other you know Belgian style uh breweries and actually i think it worked with a couple of trappist uh breweries as well where um you know jeppe uh he really ran a beer shop um, right and didn't really necessarily go through the same apprenticeship style of you know learning to brew uh his was more of a trial and error where i think uh mckell's was more of a, a learned art yeah you know, an and I, don't, art. I don't know if maybe you know because mckell started first um Jeppe's beers are maybe an answer to mckell's 
in a, in a way. Maybe. Well, uh, we uh, I'm sure that we'll enjoy uh, the feud as well as the style of their beer making uh, for several years. And so I think yeah. that is... Uh, Hopefully that is not the end of the story, and uh, at some point in time they reconcile. As long as they reconcile and continue making great beer, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> With that, let's uh, move on to our next question here on the Family Feud. Come on down. Yes. All right. Question number five is, what is the name of the South Carolina brewery where Evil Twin... <laughs> Is contract brewing team McKellar Westbrook? Absolutely correct. Westbrook Brewing is where they are making uh, a lot of the beers for uh, Evil Twin. I told her <clears> that <throat> answer. Whatever. <laughs> I knew it before you. All right, team McKellar. Uh, what uh, what beer do you would like to review for us here? I would like to talk, and especially considering our conversation like five seconds ago, I really would like to discuss the Invasion Farmhouse IPA. Ooh, how about that? Now, one of the reasons why I want to talk about that is, you know, you talk about McKellar um, learning about Belgian styles and Trappist style stuff. He did an invasion series into the United States. And to me, this is a beautiful version of a symbiotic relationship between two breweries. Aww. I thought there was okay. babies getting sick. No. <laughs> That was the beer angels embracing my comment. That's a very different sound. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this particular, the Invasion Farmhouse IPA, which is 8% ABV by, just for letting you guys know, in case you haven't tried it yet. It was made at, um, in Alaska at Anchorage Brewing Company. Now, what I love about Anchorage is that they're known for their Brett beers. And so to me, this is the perfect collaboration and you know i believe that it's a long way to go to make a beer it is but but in the scheme of things well you know if you go the other way it's not as far (laughs) probably but again a great collaboration and you know when you talk about the brothers and, and being these like completely different personalities i think McKellar is very methodical in who they decide to brew with. And so in making a farmhouse ale, um, this would be one of my top companies that I would want to brew with. That being said, I absolutely love this beer. Hmm. Love it. I mean, it's refreshing. It's kind of like a lawnmower beer in, you know, in a farmhouse sense. Um, and I... A beautiful color that Brett flavor comes out but it's not overwhelming mm. and I-, I could drink this all summer long mm. what's uh, your suds rating going to be for invasion farmhouse IPA I'm giving this a four uh, how about that a body should really not make that sound Dave did you have a chance to try the invasion farmhouse IPA I did and, and uh, I um, hate to admit it but I agree with virtually everything she said <gasps> what wow. was that what was that <laughs> yeah <laughs> We're not recording this, right? Uh, It's going to be played in posterity for the next 10 years, Dave. You're screwed. Oh, I'll hear it it every day for the rest of my life anyways. Um, No, but this is a really well-balanced beer. The bread is there. It doesn't um, overpower anything. 
Um, the hops are there. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, these Brett IPAs, they get a little funky. And they, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like they're trying to make them over the top. This one was made to be drinkable. It was made to be savored. Um, and I, I think they got it right. Um, the um, That brewery in Alaska, I can't think of the name. Alaska Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult. Funny. <laughs> Um, no, or was it Anchorage? Uh, it's it's Anchorage. Anchorage. Yeah, they're oh, see, I knew tough guy. <laughs> um, anyways, I've, I've had a couple beers from Anchorage, and, and they do know how to brew a Brett beer. Mm-hmm. So um, I think McKellar, one of the things they do is they're a little more broad about the number of breweries they work with. And um, I think you're you're seeing stuff like that with with beers like this. Hmm. And um, I also gave this a four. Wow, how about that? A body should really not make that sound. <clears throat> I had a chance to uh, check out McKellar's Invasion Farmhouse IPA as well. Um, and uh, we chatted a little bit about this uh, as well in advance. Um, Juliana asked me, you know, of the McKellar. Uh, beers that we had today, which were some of the ones that I liked, and this was actually in my short list as well. Um, for anything, it was just taking a really simple beer and doing it very well. Uh, some of my tasting notes are nice, clean, well balanced, just a hint of sour. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a better definition of a really great farmhouse ale. Uh, than those simple words. Um, for all the complexity of all of the beers that each of these brothers is making, to take on something that is what I would consider stylistically to be fairly straightforward and very simple and do it so well yeah. and with uh, such great quality, I think it says an awful lot to the ability of always going after high quality beer at mm-hmm. the end of the day you can chase flavor you know many many times over but the simple ability of just making a really great beer at the end of the day uh i really think that says an awful lot for the quality of this beer itself so my set rating for mckeller invasion farmhouse ipa is going to be four uh, as well yes. uh, very nice my body should really not make that sound mike when you're drinking beers like that do you do you feel like the that bit of like the the Brett character adds to sort of um, it's not a word but the uh, the refreshness or you, you know how how it yeah. you know it's more it, it makes it more refreshing to drink. Well, I think the word I was <clears throat> as you were asking the question I was going to go for is uh, it has the ability of. Uh, um, neutralizing your palate right uh, okay. or yeah. or polarizing it to the point where uh i there's just not something that's off-putting you know right. about it um you know uh we always talk about pal- uh you know balance um you know and beers <clears throat> and many times the balance uh that you're chasing is between sweet and hoppy um you know or sweet and malty or there's something that you're trying to, to basically balance out the sugar, you know, element, you know, within an alcohol product. And um, this is one of those beers where there's a balance between what could be sweet, what could be malty, and what could be sour. And the elegant balance between all of those uh, is what I really enjoyed about the simplicity of saying, 
at the end of the day, it's just a, a nice general general. I loved your your comments, Juliana, about you know describing this as a really great everyday beer, and unfortunately, I haven't seen this you know bottled in the you know smaller uh, bottle variety, sixteen ounce, you know, or even a can. I've only seen it in a bomber. But I would love for them to run this, you know, in a can. Yeah. I think this would yeah. be a great beer, you know, to, to drop in a can. I just, uh, <clears throat> I do think it is uh, a really great session uh, beer as well. So mm-hmm. I, there's really great, Yep. there's great space right now, I think, uh, for everything that I know about in the market uh, f- that I think this would do very well. Um, oddly enough, uh, I actually... I can see this. I, I actually been enjoying Westbrook's uh, goes, mm. uh, you know, quite a bit lately, and I can see this in a can in the goes oh, from sure. Westbrook sitting sure. beside each other, Ooh, you yeah. know, through the next, uh, you know, through the summer months uh, to enjoy. Um, I can think that that would be a very good, you know, two or three hours, you know, enjoying both those. So, but not, but on a little side note, isn't that interesting? How far we have come from having and dare I say a Coors Light, Bud Light, you know, as the summer months into these really extremely flavorful beer, well, you know, lawnmower style beers well, for the summer. and good and yeah. good quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not just trying to wet my palate and, you know, kill some brain cells. Right. You know, I'm actually enjoying the time, you know, with what I'm uh, sipping as well. Sure, so. sure. Well, I think it's cool, too, that you know, now you're getting really good beers in a can. You know, yeah. that's that's you yeah. know, we're talking about that too. Well, we always talk about can as the right now is uh, picking up a lot of uh, distribution, and mm-hmm. uh, we are huge fans of the can. Uh, it's, I can't think of any downside in that distribution model. It works well for the breweries. It works well for consumers. Um, it maintains works well, the flavor. Works well better. for the beer. Yeah, you know? it does. It really um, does. So if somebody thinks they were getting an inferior product in a can, I don't. I don't think they've uh, given it another uh, shot. So absolutely. future show, future show, buddy. I know. <clears throat> All right. So uh, question number six is uh, coming right up. Come on down. All right, question number six, and our last question here in the Family Feud is, what is the name of the beer store started by Jeppe, later to be taken out by Mikkel? Team Evil Twin. Obutekin? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Or Minus how you the translation. It. Yeah. Uh, excellent uh, there. Obutekin? Team, team. That's correct, yeah. So... Uh, Mikel uh, ran a beer store uh, long before, early on, even before Chepe uh, actually decided to get into to creating beer, and uh, that was the the beer that he ran for quite a while. Well, that's kind of what started the feud, I think, was that um, who got to do what? Chepe yeah. was yeah. running the beer store, and then Mikel was his number one brand, um, and then Mikel started a bar down the street. It's like, man, how are you going to do that to your brother? Though? Well. So, uh, tell us about the uh, last beer that you have uh, for us to review here, Well, the third beer that I am going to talk about today is um, actually, 
I'm not a big fan of this style generally, but this is one that was so good that I felt like I had to. Um, Ashtray Heart. Yes. Oh, man. Wow, the smoke porter uh, is I a smoke believe porter. You that. <laughs> and um, and well, you know the thing about it is, is there were there were a couple that I was kind of bouncing back and forth um, that I might have talked about, but this one because I don't generally drink smoked beers that much. This one, it was so well handled. Um, a lot of times what's happened, and I've done this myself as a home brewer, you get a little heavy-handed with that smoke malt, and things uh, go from a great beer to a great marinade very quickly. <laughs> um, so um, That's true. You know, I felt like uh, they really did a great job of balancing the smoked malt with the rest of the malt flavor. Um, it's a it's a light-bodied beer, which makes it even more um, amazing that the smoke flavor doesn't take over. And I just felt like it really, um, if people, you know, we talk about like what would be a good introductory beer to sours and things. This is a great introductory beer into smoked beers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashtray Heart, I gave it a four. Wow. Body should really not make that sound, Juliana. I know you have uh, certainly a lot of uh, a lot of comments about picking a smoked beer. I know you're rather polarized about that. I would like to say that I am very proud that my influence has influenced Dave to pick this beer. Wow. The reason why really? I say that is is okay. For which family feud are we talking yeah. about here? Yeah. Will I ever take credit for being right for anything ever again? Probably not. I no. think that's um, the, yeah, that's I'm the yeah, one. I, knew I get the wrong button there. No, the reason why I say this is um, for those of you that don't know anything about me, I I love scotch a lot, and the type of scotch that I like is the Isla Scotch. She really loves scotch. I do. Um, but I love that smoky, peaty flavor. And the moment that I tasted this, and you guys heard me, I was in love with this beer. Because it is, it's the perfect um, degree of smokiness mm-hmm. in a beer. Absolutely. And I just thought, oh my god, this is like so amazing. I want to make a beer just like this. So, um, it, but the flavor is balanced yet, though. You know, it's not overly smoky. Like, there have been a lot of beers that have been overly smoky. And when I saw the the logo, you know, and the ashtray heart, I thought, this is just the perfect name for the perfect beer. So, that being said, for those of you that like smoky beers, this one is worth the trip to find it. And I give it a four. A four as well, but I should really not make that sound. <clears throat> wow, of all of the beers that Dave picked. <laughs> you are not expecting Here we this. Go. This is a <laughs> curveball. Uh, so, uh, my tasting notes around uh, Evil Twins Ashtray Heart. Uh, yeah, I think the name uh, definitely was right on uh, right on target here. Uh, so, um, very heavy smoke, uh, a bit dry. Um, I am not come around yet to the camp of uh, good old gal Juliana of enjoying smoked beers just yet. And uh, so <clears throat> it's very difficult for me to, uh, to get through. It just is um, overwhelming, uh, the smoke that's in this. I think that part of it was, uh, you know, I, 
when somebody says porter, my brain, you know, immediately resets to okay. I'm yeah, this is what I'm thinking of, you know, uh, you know, with a porter, sure. and even uh, looking for some of those components of you know just a a hint of cocoa of looking for something that has a light cola, you know, quality to it. Um, right. The, excuse me. The uh, that was not a sound effect. That was me <laughs> reacting to having more smoke. That was <laughs> real, people. Yeah. That really just happened. <laughs> um, you know, just was the smoke just really overwhelmed my palate, and right. I really couldn't get through the rest of it. Um, and so I just uh, it just got lost. You know, for me, my uh, such rating for Evil Twin Ashtray is actually going to be a two. Wow. Uh, was that a belch? So, well, you know, I obviously need to go to Smoked Beer uh, Academy. Well, well, you talked to me like you did the other day uh, for the suds. And Mike, this smoked beer is just for you today. <laughs> and Mike, you will learn my, to love this like beer. My favorite kindergarten teacher teaching me yeah. how to enjoy smoked beer. Well, you and know, beer number three is going to be. <laughs> you know, to be fair, uh, recently we were judging that, that uh, homebrew competition, and we had a uh, a smoked trout beer. Yep. And um, I think once you've had a smoked trout beer, nothing could ever be too smoky after that. Yeah. Or too trout. It opens up the palate even further. <laughs> well, uh, that's the end of uh, our uh, Family Feud uh, questions in our show. Uh, and I had just a couple of things to uh, throw out uh, again for our discussion. I guess uh, one is, uh, are there any beers that we did not talk about uh, that you wanted to review? Um, I have one to throw out. What you guys are thinking about any? One of the beers that uh, really caught my attention was uh, Eva Twin Yang. <clears throat> um, so... Um, you know, there are a lot of uh, beers in Evil Twins lineup um, that have an awful lot of uh, hop uh, profile. We had Hop Flood right. uh, in this, and it was right alongside, um, you know, Yang here, which is actually an Imperial Double IPA. And, you know, I think one of the things that I, uh, I liked about this was the blend of the hops that they picked. Um, so there's two beers, Ying and Yang, that mm-hmm. they... Uh, have created basically they use these to create a black and tan yeah uh, is how they tend to blend and actually i think evil twin has actually created a beer where instead of blending them at the point of enjoying them they've actually put it in the bottle they've blended the beers yeah um and i think they actually call it i don't know it's not called a black and tan it's called you know maybe it's just called yin and yang in a bottle you know for all i know i think it is um so it, it, this was just a really great beer, and I uh, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it was actually in my top three. Um, my Sudge rating uh, for the Yang was actually going to be a three uh, as well, but I thought worthy of our discussion. Any other beers that you guys, we didn't talk about, that you wanted to offer up your tasting or ratings? Even though this is the enemy by saying this is Evil Twin, I really enjoyed the Hot Flood. And uh-huh. the yeah. reason the reason why I did was is that it's got that nice hop forward flavor, but you get that honey amber fla- um, multi flavor in the backbone that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is something that's hard to find in a true hoppy amber beer. 
So um, my props to Hop Flood. Hmm. What's, what would be your suds rating on that then? I'm going to give that a four. A four? Mm-hmm. Oh, I not make that sound. And, you know, I think my comment about uh, the Hop Flood is uh, the one beer that we didn't have today that I've had that I thought was on par with that was um, Malta, Molotov Cocktail, which is uh, oh, yeah. an over-the-top, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hopped-up uh, beer from Evil Twin as well. And, you you know, I, I it's unfortunate we didn't have those right beside each other today, the Hop Flood and Molotov Cocktail, because... Um, I would say that uh, the Molotov cocktail, uh, if I had to put it in a a blind uh, taste testing, I would put it up with uh, Green Flash uh, Palette Wrecker. Sure. Mm -hmm. Or the uh, recent Cool Springs uh, Pecker Wrecker. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, And I would probably put Molotov cocktail in there. These are beers that are just over-the-top IBUs, and they're like swinging 120 IBUs. They're just bitter hot bombs all the way. This particular beer, the Hop Flood, reminds me of uh, other things that are more along the lines of Dogfish, you know, 120 Minute, maybe just uh, some other things that are uh, uh, right along the side of uh, some other stone, um, you know, uh, beers that I've had that are Imperial uh, IPA style. Um, Very good uh, choice of hops in Hop Flood. Dave, any uh, any comments on this or any other beers that you we well, didn't talk about? Before I talk about another beer, I just want to say that I, th- I think it it's kind of funny, I guess. In the article, you know, Jeppe is kind of ripping on McKellar for um, making really big beers, like with Three Floyds, those big stouts that are too big and too sweet to drink. Dark Lord. Yeah, and then he makes these huge hop bomb beers that are, you know, so you can tell the difference between oh, the yeah. two brothers. You know, They're one goes opposite. way sure. to the malty sweetness kind of thing, mm. and the other one goes into the, but they're both making these really incredible beers. Um, the one beer we didn't go over, um, yes, and I'm going to the enemy side again, I guess. Yes, is the uh, is the Doppelbach. Huh. Um, what's it called? Frel- Frelsner or Frelser? Fresner. Frelsner. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think the only bad thing I would say about that beer is that the body's a little thick for mm, me yeah. for that style, but it's a big malty beer and it's very well balanced, very delicious, and. and um, I think it's something that people should really try. I would give that beer a four. Huh. <clears throat> well, it uh, was really great uh, chatting about uh, all these beers. And, uh, you know, if anything, uh, it was just very interesting seeing a family feud like this uh, yeah. take out, uh, you know, being uh, in the marketplace as well. Um and uh, I know we've we've talked about you know some of these beers or which beers you know would you go back to I think was the question you threw out to me you know as we were talking about this Juliana and you know part of me I was really leaning towards uh, Evil Twin you know with just because part of uh, I think a lot of that is just because availability uh, of yeah. the product um, has been a bit more elusive for uh, the McKellar beers uh, that uh, I wanted to go after. Um, I had a, uh, my best friend was in San Francisco this week, and um, I kept on telling him, 
you have to go to the McKellar Bar. I mean, I have heard people just talk about this place as, you know, a, a almost a rite of passage for beer geeks, you know, if they're in the San Francisco area, that they actually have to go there. So I haven't had a chance to talk with him since he's come back, but uh, I'm hoping he's come back with some good stories, you know, that he'll share with me that I'll get to, or maybe a beer or two would be well, I was going to say, hopefully he comes back with some good yeah. beers he'll share with you. Uh, if anything, to hop in the car and, and go down to Alabama, it's an, an excuse to go down there to, to pick up some, uh, some more great McKellar, or Evil Twin for that matter. If they'll sure. let you back in. I doubt it. They'll probably stop me at the border and go, you know what, <laughs> you're banned. You turn, ar- <laughs> turn around, boy. That's right. You know, we're going to run you out of town for sure. <laughs> We don't like your kind around here. Oh, no. <laughs> I have talked about Alabama and their, you know, ability to procreate in a, you know, strange and or- unorthodox manner. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. uh, a really great uh, show, and uh, I really enjoyed our discussion about the beers, about the brothers, about all of this. It was just uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully you guys had a great time, too. We had an awesome time. Definitely. I've never had a bad time with beer and you, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> ever <laughs> all right uh so let's wrap up uh our show for today uh i really want to thank our listeners for joining us uh, for this show uh <clears throat> you can catch all of our episodes online on itunes soundcloud TuneIn, stitcher uh uncle john's basement and his three dead dogs and uh spreaker our native media host you're still wondering where is this place now i've thrown in three dead now dogs there's dogs there's are dogs dead what's going end. on right? I, it's a strange basement that's all i have yeah. to say Do they have a gas leak or something <laughs> i must be yeah <laughs> you know a spillover of bad beer <laughs> our terrestrial radio stations are praying that our we would cut our episodes in half and uh talk about beer less if you'd like to hear this show on your favorite radio station, we would ask you to send us a six-pack of beer, a keg of beer, any beer, and send them a note and copy us as well would be a great idea. You can reach us anytime online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. I almost forgot my own address there. Where am I? Anyway. What are you doing? What am I doing? Actually, what's my name again? What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> what's his name? It's a Beatles song. Uh, uh, our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day, as well as spew tons of crap on this on this episode. Our, our Twitter handle is at Sipsud Smokes. Our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of great news. You can always drop us a comment on Facebook as well, as well as catch up with all of our hosts and as well as the show as well. Listen, if you're listening to this show online, do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode. That's a huge help to us. Hopefully you're sitting back, enjoying a really great beer. And if you just take the time, rate this episode, drop us a note. That's a really big help to us. We enjoy seeing your feedbacks, good or bad. Feel free to send all the derogatory comments about Dave to Dave and <clears throat> all the good comments about Dave to Juliana. <laughs> uh, most, be so jealous. <laughs> I want to thank uh, my co-host for joining me for The Family Feud. It was really great to have you both here uh, for The Family Feud. Hopefully you had a great time. Go to Gal Juliana. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening and drink more beer. <laughs> good old boy Dave. Thanks for joining Thank you, and she just stole my line. <laughs> you both have got to come up with a good tagline. I definitely have one. This good old boy, Mike. I'm going to ask you to join us once again and keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.